Praise the Lord. And peace and many blessings to you all and your families at home. We trust and believe that the Lord Jesus is here with us in our homes, wherever we are ready to hear his word. And so we thank God for your lives. We bless the Lord and ask that he would be merciful to us all as we study the word of God together. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we are so grateful to you for another beautiful day when we can meet in your presence and hear your word, lift up prayer, and enjoy the fellowship with you and the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that your word, which is spirit, will have a free course to our lives, bringing us until we are not found, but you working through us. Thank you for hearing us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. This day we thank God for his word to our lives. We want to consider very important issues that we, the Lord we so desire would want us to understand and to walk with him on. The main reason why Jesus came to die for us is that he, Jesus, may be seen in us by the natural life and by the spiritual life. In other words, the natural realm and the spirit realm would acknowledge that Jesus is at work in us. It's one of the most critical things that the Lord would have us to note. And so today, we are going to be looking at the subject of walking with the Lord until you are not. Walking with the Lord until you are not. Very important thing to consider. One of the greatest desire of God is that his children should walk with him until they are not seen anymore or not found. But that Christ is rather displayed in his children. And I think it's a very important guarantee that if we are able to bring ourselves to it, especially due to the fact that he died for this very reason. I think it will be a great thing. And so we will be considering this high levels of work with the Lord that we need to pay attention to today. Now in Genesis chapter 5 verse 21 to 24. Very important scripture. Uh, that we need to consider. The Bible says, Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. 
So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Verse number 24 says, And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Praise the Lord. This statement in the Bible it's one of the most important statements that every, every believer ought to consider carefully. That the desire of God is that we will walk with him until we are not seen anymore, but he, God, is seen and displayed in our lives. And this, for me, I would like to bring all of us our attention to it to consider. Now, this Enoch man, you'll see that he was the seventh man from Adam. In other words, seventh generation. And he was such a man that when he got to know the Lord, he decided to just walk with God. Praise the Lord. And this should be the desire of we, the people who have experienced the most precious and eternal relationship ever that God allowed to happen on earth, especially those of us who came to the age when Christ had come to die for our sins. And so I would want you and myself to sit down and look at this matter carefully. Here is a man who has been born by his parents. He had lived his natural life like we all do. And after he is gotten his children and everyone somehow by the grace of God, the Lord showed himself to him. And then when he got to know the Lord, he decided to let everything go and to now focus on Knowing him, that he may live with God and do exactly what God liked. Now, this thing pleased God so much that God also made himself so available to this man Enoch. To such an extent that it got to the point that Enoch was absolutely not. You can see him and call him Mr. Enoch. But it didn't mean anything at all. The man had just died to himself and allowed God to reign in the matter of his life to such an extent that Enoch never did anything that he so desired in life. And I believe that as much as this happened in the Old Testament, God is... Rather showing something to those of us who are to experience the new birth. So as we may learn not to live for ourselves. But come to the point when we would allow this Jesus, our Savior and Lord who lives in us. To live, have his being, have his movement in us. And we will become just instruments in his hands. Walking about doing his will. Praise the Lord. 
I tell you, it's going to be so beautiful if we can bring ourselves to the point when we will see that it is no longer we, but the Lord Jesus at work. And in other words, I can say that each one of us may say, no longer me, but Christ Jesus who is at work in me. Now, the scripture that we read, we want to look at it again from the verse number 21. See, the Bible says, Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. Look at what the scripture is saying. He was like a natural man like any of us. Praise the Lord. He, he, he lived like a natural man, had his wife, lived a family life, bought things to the house, did things with his family. I mean, he was as natural as anybody else. This is something that I want us to see carefully as we move on. The verse number 22 said, After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. Now let's pause here for a minute and look at a few things. You see, there is a time in the life of a man because all of us who came into the world were born as natural men. We were born by our mothers and our fathers. And so we, 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 we carried the nature of man, which carried the nature of sin and of death. And so we did things that were not right. Enoch did the same. But the beautiful thing that I want to bring your attention to is that when God had gave him the opportunity to encounter him, what this man did was so beautiful. He just decided to die to himself. So you see, the Bible says that after he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God. 300 years. Let me just pause there. He started developing and seeking after God for good 300 years. He became so excited with God who had had mercy on him and encountered him in such a way that I can sense that what the man was doing was day after day he will sit and say, Lord, I just want to know who you are. I just want to understand your ways. I want to please you. I want to do what you will. Consistently for 300 years. And as he did that and prayerfully did it so this longer time, it came to the point our Father in heaven was so pleased with Enoch and began to fill Enoch's life with himself. Praise the Lord. Brethren, I believe that the reason why Jesus came to die to make it easy for us he died a painful death, sacrificed, made his blood available and everything. The main reason is that in the spiritual realm, man may see Jesus at work in us. Praise the Lord. In the natural realm, man may see Jesus still in action on the earth. And so I would like to bring your mind to this fact that it's about time we started renewing our mind 
to walking with God in such a manner that we will not be found in our natural life which is carrying the sin from Adam, but that we will walk in the spiritual life which carries the life of Jesus Christ, which has eternal life, hope, power, goodness, mercy with God, and authority from the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So Bible said, Enoch walked with God 300 years. Brother, sister, those of you at home who are part of this service, I don't want you to take this account for granted at all. That the Bible scored that a person walked with God 300 years being mindful of God is telling us that God is calling us into a certain relationship that He wants to walk with us in a manner that we will not be seen. And you see, His first 65 years as he lived a natural life, like anybody else would do, just have his children, go about his duties as normal as possible. But then, when the Lord came to his life, and he got to know that this is the light of the world, this is the God who created me, he said to himself, have your own way in my life. And that's why the Bible said, he walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. Number 23, verse number 23. So now, let's look at something here. So all the days of Enoch was, uh, all the days of Enoch were 365 years. How beautiful it is. If you want to do a calculation, you will see that he lived his first life in few years, doing his own things. But the rest of his life, the 300 years, that's the majority of his life, he dedicated it to the Lord. What am I saying to us? Whatever age you are right now, I want you to understand that it is an age where you need to turn over back to the natural life, give it to where it belongs to, and allow the life of Christ that you have to begin to take preeminence over your life. Begin to dominate you and seek to develop in that life in a manner that you will come to the point where you will not be known as you who were born by your mother in the natural, but being known as somebody who has been born again by the Son of God, and the life that you carry now is no longer your life, but the life that Jesus, by His sacrifice, had given to you. Praise the Lord. We want to consider this carefully so that we will give our hearts and our minds to this matter that the Lord is bringing our way. Now, there's something that I want to bring to your attention. I notice that God has given each one of us, especially those of us who have received Jesus Christ as our personal Savior and Lord, it is the same path that God wants us to walk in. 
God wants us to walk on this path where we will never be known as the way we were born. But we will be known as the way we were born the second time. What you will notice in life is that many are struggling with the life of the natural and the life of the spirit. The reason is because we do not allow ourselves to die that we may have the full life of Christ. But you know, God's desire is that each one of us must yield to the point where we will not be known as we, but He at work in us. That's why the scripture is very clear. It is God, it is Christ at work in us, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. Now you will see that there is no point or there has never been any point that God wants you to live and to live your own way or to live your own natural life. No, 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 no. Let's get back to Scripture. God wants us to live in a manner that He, God, will be seen. Honestly, when the Lord started opening my eyes to this, I've been challenging myself, and I've been speaking to myself in any situation, saying that, Lord, what do we do? Because now I acknowledge that there is a presence of God in me, and if only I would acknowledge Him and allow Him, He will begin to dictate And that's what the scripture says. Enoch walked with God and he was not. Let's get back to that scripture. It's so beautiful. Verse number 24. Which is bringing a very important matter to our hearts. And Enoch walked with God. And he was not. For God took him. You know... I believe that this is the standard that Christ has set for each one of us. No matter how we look at it, listen, it is very easy to fall on the natural and to think that we cannot live to please God. It is the deception of the devil. Let's all aim at living in in, in, in such a way that The way people have known us to be will no longer be the way they will be looking at us now that we are in Christ. Don't you think so? Shout a big hallelujah. And so brethren, I would like for us to know that this is the standard that God has set for us. Quickly, before we leave this place, I want you to see something critical in this. He said, Enoch walked with God. Today, you and I stand in a better place. Enoch was born natural by his mother. He never had the chance to experience what we have experienced. But even if in the Old Testament this man could walk with God in a manner that he was not, then dear brother, dear sister, I want to beg you, And I want to let you know that there is a new door that has opened to us for us to carry Christ Jesus in our daily walk. Praise the Lord. Enoch walked with God and he was not deliberately, this man Enoch decided that now that I know God, I'm going to allow him to have his own way. Now that I know God, 
I am not going to live the way I want. And when God has seen that the man was so cooperative, surrendering his life to him, God was very pleased. And God did tremendous things with this man's life that it has really shocked me. When I was studying and digging around him, I saw that he was one of those people who even as early as being the seventh man after Adam in the seventh generation, he could still prophesy concerning things that had to do with us. Praise the Lord. It tells us that if we become very dedicated, very committed, and to deal with our own flesh, in other words, as the New Testament will teach us, kill ourselves and allow Christ to live, brother, we can do greater things. Let me quickly bring you to something that was said by Jude about this man Enoch. In Jude chapter, we know Jude has only one chapter. So verse number 14 and 15. I read to you, the Bible says, Now Enoch, the servant from Adam, prophesied about these men also, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly, among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Praise the Lord. Don't you see a prophetic word here? Enoch was able to see into the future, to be able to prophesy, to say that the Lord Jesus will be coming, And he will come and execute judgment. You know, brother, you see how accurate scripture is. And so this time as you are listening to the word of God, I want you to desire that you may put away this old nature and allow the life that Christ Jesus, by his death, has brought to us. And let us be very excited to taking up this life. Let me quickly bring your attention to what was said in the New Testament in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20 to 21. So you will begin to understand what I am trying to say and what God is trying to bring to our attention. The Bible said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live it by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Verse number 21 says, I do not set aside, I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. Let's pause here for a second. You see, the Bible is making a very important statement to the born against of the day. That when we give our lives to Christ, 
We have given it to him. Our lives don't belong to us anymore in the verse number 20. Because when Jesus died, this is what happened. Anybody who comes to Christ is accepting the fact that, Lord, this is my natural life that I carry. I am surrendering it to you. And so what happens is that Jesus swallows your old nature into him. And then, when he died on the cross, he died with you. That's why the Bible says that I have been crucified with Christ. If I can throw a little more light to your understanding. I'm trying to say that if a reptile swallows something, for instance, if a snake swallows a frog into the stomach, when you kill the snake, what have you done? You have killed the snake, but at the same time, the frog also has died with the snake, correct? So, so when Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ, what he's establishing is that this matter of born again is not a small matter that we should be joking with like the way majority of us have been taking our lives. What he's establishing is that whenever you surrender your life to Christ, you have become like Enoch. You are no longer you anymore. Your life is given to God. And so it's about time you became mindful of God and allow Jesus Christ to walk and to dictate the steps and the walk you're going to be taking in this life that you live. This is why it is so very clear in the scriptures that when we live, we live for ourselves, we will die. But when we allow him to live for us, we will live forevermore. Praise the Lord. You know, brethren, the church, the body of Christ, have not paid much attention. Either they haven't paid attention, or we, the preachers, have really not taught them that once you come to Christ, you come to surrender, and you don't live like the way you want anymore. And so now we see in our churches, people who call themselves Christians, we live one day in darkness, another day we live in the light. This day I want you to know that this is the greatest desire of God. That those who have given themselves to Him must come to the full understanding that they no longer belong to themselves. Your desire, your will, your interest, your ambition, it cannot count. Praise the Lord. And I pray that by hearing this word of God, the Holy Spirit, our teacher, will bring illumination and understanding to your heart. So that you and I will begin to really seek and allow Christ to do his will in our lives. You see, when he said, I have been crucified. You know who said that? Paul. He admitted that it is not him anymore. And you see, let's quickly come back to we let's come back to what was said about Enoch. Enoch walked with God, and Enoch was not, for God took him. So God's desire 
for all of his children is that none of us should live for ourselves anymore. That is actually, if I were to be very frank, as I can be, as, as I'm being convicted by the Holy Ghost, anybody who lives for himself has failed. Praise the Lord. I know it's a bit heavy to carry, but that is the truth. Enoch in the Old Testament could walk with God and he was not. Then in the New Testament, I think that these are some of the things that will stand in judgment against us. If a man in the Old Testament walk in such a manner that he was not, God took him. And that's why he could even prophesy like, an old, like a New Testament prophet. Because God was so much at ease upon the life of this Enoch man, that it was so beautiful. Dear brethren, I am so challenged by this. And I have noticed that every one of us is about time we woke up and allowed Jesus to walk and to have his way in us. Brethren, it is about time we terminated the old nature from ruling over our lives. Because this is very critical. Coming back again to... Galatians, I'm very, very excited about this thing. It is no longer I who live. Ah! It's a very strong message. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in my flesh, in other words, in the flesh, I live it by faith. In the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I think we need to pay a little attention to this heavy scripture. Paul got the same revelation that Enoch got. And so we all know a bit about this man, Paul. He used to be Saul. And he was persecuting the Christians because he was born into Judaism. He was a very obedient Pharisee who himself declared that amongst all his peers, he lived like somebody who was above board. And he was so committed to such an extent that he had to even fight for the faith of the Pharisees, which is Judaism, trying to say that there is no other religion that is pure and greater than the one in which he was flowing. But on his way to Damascus, as we all know, when the Lord Jesus Christ, oh, I bless my Lord Jesus, who came to save us, jammed him and brought him down. I love this. You know, sometimes in life you can be so convinced, you can be so convinced about something that you believe, only to know that you have believed the wrong thing. Paul had believed the wrong thing, but he fought for it. He laid his life down for it. Now, as soon as the Lord Jesus brought him down, because he gave his own account when he said that a great light shone on my way, and we all fell. He was moving with some other people. When he fell to the ground, quickly, the Lord said to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Quickly he said, who are you? And the Lord introduced himself, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. Praise the Lord. 
Now, as soon as this man got to know that there is, there is a life that is greater and there is a faith that is greater than what he had believed in, he quickly said, what would you have me to do? In other words, now that I know that you are actually the one whom I was persecuting, whom I thought that I was doing something great for my religion, now I know you are the greatest of all. Do you know, brethren, that there are many people who are born again, but they don't know who God is. They don't know who Jesus is. In fact, they don't even understand the faith in which they stand. We have taken it as a religion. Therefore, today a person can say, I am born again, but he will go back and live his own natural life. I want to let you know this day that it is very important that you come to that understanding that as soon as Christ gives you the grace to be born again, you are no longer yourself, but you are for Him. Praise the Lord. When Paul understood it this way, quickly, I love this statement and this portion in the Bible. He said, what would you have me to do? Quickly God came back and said, what you want me to, what you want to do from me, don't worry. I will let it be told to you. God didn't even have time to deal with him at all. To say, you do this, you do that. He also sent one of his own disciples who have understood that I don't live for myself anymore. This man was sitting there quietly. And then the Lord, he was praying by name Ananias. The Lord spoke to him and quickly said to him that, Listen, I have arrested this man. And I want you to go and talk to him. He, he already, of course, based on the report about Saul, quickly said to the Lord, Lord, how could you be sending me to a man who has been dealing with us and wanting to kill us? The Lord said that he is one of us. Praise the Lord. What I want you to know is that if you are born again, you are also one of the laws. Hallelujah. But what is very critical that I would like for you to know is that don't only be excited about it, but begin to understand that you have chosen a path that you can no longer lead. It is the Lord who had to lead you through. That is why today many of us are born again, but everything that is unworthy and that is not righteous is found with our lives. But I hear God say, the time has come for us that we may turn back our lives unto Him and not to live for ourselves anymore, but allow Him to live for us. And I want you to know Jesus is ready to live in you if only you would allow Him. Praise the Lord. So when he said that, I no longer live. I now I can understand. Today, I am so worried. You know, let me be honest with you. When the Lord started giving me this understanding and revelations concerning how we ought to live, I have become very sober. And the soberness is the sense that it is no longer Dennis. Listen, I have my own desire. I have my own, I used to have my own plans and aspirations. But I have come to that point that they don't matter anymore. What matters is the Lord, Jesus Christ, who paid for my life. 
He is the one who has the right to my life. If you are born again today, and you are so mindful of yourself, and everything is all about you, I want to plead with you that you have believed something wrong. Because if Enoch in the Old Testament could believe God to surrender his life, that he was no longer found, but God found him and worked with him, then I want you to know that we too, this is the way to go. You see what Paul is saying? That, but Christ lives in me. I pray that you would also rise up and understand that this life that you have, I don't know the number of years you have anymore, but you have been struggling with Christ. You have been struggling with the Lord concerning His life in you. I want to say that today, come to the point when you will not struggle with Him anymore. In the name of Jesus, those of us in this service, let me tell you something that God on His heart wants you to understand. He says, my son, my daughter, I do not want you anymore to live for your life. Because if you do, you will not make it. I would only approve a life that I have lived in it. Hallelujah. And so we continue with the scripture. When he said, the life which I now live in, my fl- in the flesh, I live it by faith in the Son of God. Let me tell you something. This faith that we are talking about is that faith that has surrendered to the word of God and to the will of God. Praise the Lord. If you are born again... You cannot live for you anymore. Those of us who are struggling, may I tell you, the truth is that you decided to just take Christ mentally, but you did not allow him into your heart. And you also did not allow him to have his free course in your life. That's why we are being taught by the scripture that we have to leave him, but we can do it by faith. What does it mean to leave it by faith? Is to take the word of God and to walk in it, just as Christ would have you to do. And I know that on the day of the Lord, it is only the life that has been lived for the Son of God that will be approved. You see that Jesus even spoke about it when he was talking to the people concerning the end of the time. When he was with them on the mountain, he said that it is not those who say Christ, Christ, or the Lord, the Lord. But those who do the will of God. In other words, those who have allowed Jesus to live the life in their life. Praise the Lord. Brethren, I want us to be conscious of this truth. We have come to the point in our lives that we have to accept that we can no longer live for us. Anybody who lives for himself, you are preparing for death. But when we allow Christ to live for our lives then we are preparing to be with Him. I live it by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me. Praise the Lord. He has purchased us. He has paid for it. It is no longer us. I beg you in the name of the Lord. As you are fellowshipping with us right now, begin to think about it and be ready to surrender and to allow the Lord Jesus Let's take another step and look at something very critical that was said in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 15. The Bible says, And he died 
for all. That those who live should no longer live for themselves. But for him who died for them and rose again. Praise the Lord. What a powerful scripture. You see, you see, you see how we have been tracing it from Enoch. Now, once Jesus has died for you, I am here to announce to you and to myself that we don't have the right to live for us anymore. Praise the Lord. Wherever you are, shout a big hallelujah. Because the truth is that a life that is shared with the Son of God will not pass on the day of the Lord. It is only the life that has allowed himself to, for Christ to live in him is that life that will pass. Because when God lifts his eyes, he would like to see the life that the Son of God is actually in control of it. Let me show you another scripture as we prepare to bring our message to a close. In Romans chapter 14 verse 7 to 9. These are very serious statements that I see in the Bible that I want us to bring ourselves to it one more time. And seriously, especially in these days that we have time to be at home. Seriously to pray about them and to consider them prayerfully. The Bible says, for none of us lives to himself. And no one dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or we die, we are the lost. Verse 9 says, For to this end Christ Jesus died and rose and lived again, that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. Praise the Lord. Dear brother, dear sister, I want you to know that these are serious things that God wants to bring to our attention. He says that none of us have the right to live for ourselves. None of us have the right to do things the way we want. Listen, I know how life is. You can plan your life. You can do it in such a way that this is how I have planned it. I don't want any interferences. But may I tell you that... You can do it, but the issue is that if you did not consult God or if he did not dictate it, it will fail on the day when it shall be put before the light. And so my admonition to you today is that we may take this message very serious. When God is saying that he wants to live in us, as I said from the beginning, the desire of God allowing Jesus to come into this life, was for this greatest purpose, that man will be seen in the realm of the natural as Christ. That man will be seen in the realm of the spirit as Christ. Praise the Lord. And so, brethren, I plead with you on this matter. This is so crucial as we think about Jesus, because he's very clear. He couldn't have been clearer than this when he says, for the... for." If we live, we live to the Lord. Do you notice that there is never a little allowance for any of us? Not at all. We don't even have one second to live for ourselves. And so I want to beg you and plead with you, as we are just about entering into prayer, that you may consider this prayerfully. And begin to see areas where, where you have set your boundaries for the Lord. To say, Lord, I believe in you. But you see, I, as much as I believe in you, 
please just note that this is a no-go area. This will be a tremendous a, a problem for you. But rather sober in your heart and allow what you have heard today bring you to the understanding when you will say to yourself, Lord, I have lived for myself for too long and I do not want to live for myself anymore. But now that I have seen, Lord, I am ready now to put to death my own desire. You remember what the scripture said? Is it in Galatians chapter 5 verse 24? God was so clear in that scripture. God was so clear when he says that, And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desire. Let me tell you, everybody born of woman, born of man, has a passion, has a, has a name, has a desire to live for himself. But let me tell you, scripture is reminding us that we don't have the right to ourselves anymore. And this is what I see about this man, Paul. And I love him so much. And I'm believing that I will lay my life to live like the way he did. So that on the day of the Lord, when I will meet him, I will say, thank you, brother, for allowing yourself to bring us to this understanding of what God would want us to live. And because of this, we are here together. We read it, and God gave us the understanding and today we are here meeting you in person. Let's rejoice and praise the Lord together. Dear one, I plead with you. This is a very crucial message for this end time. In these critical days in which we live, that many things are restricting us. Very soon, we will notice that the enemy will want to dictate our lives. The only thing that will let us overcome him is when we come to the point to accept that. We will not follow you because we are dead already. You know, I like what the guns say. When, when the goat is dead, when you lift your sharp knife, it will not cry, meh, meh. He says, cut me the way you want. This is how God wants us to be. Shall we die to our flesh that Christ will live in us and that the life that we live, we will strictly live it by faith in obedience to the word of God and to do what he says we should do. Oh, I bless the Lord. As I bring this message to a close, I want you to know that I'm challenged by the word of God. You know, as I keep telling you, I am only sharing with you what the Lord confronts me with personally. And I also want you to take it up seriously, please. And turn your life to live for him and him alone. This life is not yours. A child of God, you have lived long enough for your own desire. Stop it now and kill your flesh and allow the life of Christ in you to rule over you. God bless you once again as I pray for you. Father in heaven. We thank you. We repent for, from living for ourselves. We have taken it too lightly. We are doing it the way we see it fit for us. But thank you for bringing us to this understanding that it is no longer we or I, but it is you. Reason because you purchased me with your blood. 
I don't have the right to myself. My brother doesn't have the right to himself. We come to you to surrender. To say forgive us. Lift us up again. And allow your life to start ruling, dictating, directing, focusing only on you. That we will live only for you. We bless you heavily, Father, for coming to our homes, even to our lives. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen.